This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking part two of GOAT status. Um, If you didn't catch part one, that's your fault. Go back and listen to it. Pause this episode right now. Catch up on that. Jump into this. And man, I think we should jump into it. The first episode, we kind of talked about what does it look like to think through GOAT status, to exude GOAT status, um, how one can kind of narrowly escape the pitfall that is arrogance when it comes to thinking of yourself as the greatest of all times. And today we're going to finish mm. finish up that conversation, man. BJ, what are your, what are your thoughts on the direction we're heading in today? No, I, I loved it. I love the fact that we talked about some of the pitfalls. Uh, we got into some of my childhood traumas, you know, but, but we pulled a plane up. See? See, and, I didn't um, even laugh. I didn't even laugh. I just let you say it and just keep no, on No, you, you laugh. Listen, you good. I'm here. Laugh at it. Um, but no, so we got into some of our childhood traumas, but I, but I think what's important about this conversation is being a GOAT, you know, really just is for anybody, right? We think, uh, being the GOAT for, is for only certain types of people, the most exception of the exception. Um, and I think what we want to do with the people is help them tap into their GOAT status, right? No matter who they are, where they are, you know, their background or experience, we want you to tap into your GOAT status so that you can live with a level of confidence that really um, fulfills your purpose. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Good, good. JP, open us up with an illustration. Help bring some some clarity to this issue. Give us a GOAT status illustration. Yeah, man. Um, for those of you that follow the podcast, you know it's easy for me to go to basketball because that consumed many of my days uh, <laughs> as a youth. How much basketball do you watch, bro? Because I feel like you like always... Hey, man. Up to date with every game. Help me understand this. I'm on, just know I'm on. I'm I'm on a whole other continent, and I'm making sure that I keep it up. You know what I'm saying? There, there's there's ways okay. in which I I stay ahead of the game. Um, Got you. That's as help in, for you, bro. We can hey, get you some help. Hey, no, I'll Go be work, I'll be waking up at 3 a.m. to watch game one of these finals. So don't worry about me. I take care of the business. So one of the, one of the the biggest moments in like basketball lore was a time when there was one said Allen Iverson put a a severe ankle whooping on one Tyron Lou. Ooh. Um Tyron Lou after AI finished doing his razzle dazzle um fell to the floor. AI hit the jumper and as the ball went through the net, AI looked down at Tyron Lou, stepped over him, made eye contact with that man and kept running down the court. So not only did he bust his his tail, as they would say, not only did he break his ankles, but as he was going back down the court after the shot went in, he looked at this grown man, walked over him while looking at him, 
and proceeded to go on about his business. When you're the GOAT, that's what you do. Now, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be disrespectful, but you will break Dang. someone's ankles. But, well, I'm just saying, you will break a man or woman's ankles. Figuratively, of course, we're talking about basketball. Um, you will hit the shot. You will secure the bag. You will look at said person that try to keep you from securing your bag, and you will keep it pushing. Um, and the world will be like, wow, that guy, that girl right there, goat status. Does, does that work for you, sir? No, it, it it really is, man. Gosh, I remember that meme because you know every time <laughs> they were playing in the finals, I didn't know that he was that same guy. Yeah, yeah. Until when LeBron came to the team. Yeah. And every time they'd be in the finals, they show that like that meme <laughs> of the coach being stepped over. Yeah. By AI, I didn't yeah. even know he was the same person. Okay, That's, that is that so, guy. He would never live that down. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he became a coach after that. He's like, you know what? I'm better off watching the game. <laughs> yep. Then I am playing this game, right? And so, yeah. So when I think about ghost status, and even you talking about stepping over obstacles and criticism, I think about my life, right? You know, I went to. I think I, I mentioned this before. Man, I had no clue what I was going to do post, well, postgraduate, undergrad, and then in undergrad. So, you know, I'm, I'm what you call a six-year senior. Mm-hmm. Super um, senior, super went senior. To, yeah, you know, when you graduate, that's when you graduate and you don't recognize nobody at the ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> there. You don't know nobody there. Only you know it's your parents and your family. That's the only way you know there, yep, right? Yep. And yeah, so for me, my ideas of like school were difficult because I didn't know what I want to do. So you know, I was undecided. Then I became liberal arts. Because, you know, after a while, they make you become a liberal arts major, right? right? If you right. can't decide. Uh, and then I was like, man, should I go into behavior science? And then I finally, you know, became an undergrad in sociology. Um, and then once I graduated, I was like, man, what am I going to do with this degree? Because I owe all this money to Sally Mae. And, you know, she want her money, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, she ain't got no time. The day you stop going to school, the day you the day you stop being an active registered student is the day she gonna call you Come to collect her debt. Mm-hmm. Listen with interest, okay? So I knew I needed to get a position and figure out what I was gonna do with my life, and I had no clue. So I thought, man, I'm going, you know, I'm become a teacher. I, I, what? Well, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I know what happened. I thought about becoming a teacher. Then I thought about the stress mm-hmm. my teachers seemed to experience. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, who was kind of chill at the school? And I was like, oh, I know. The gym teachers. Mm-hmm. All my gym yep. teachers. Yep. I don't know one PE teacher that was stressed out. For some reason, PE teachers always seem to have the best food. Yep. They had the longest breaks and they had the most chillest time. So I was like, maybe I should do that. Then I was like, well, man, I should be a firefighter. So I went to, you know, took the test. And if you ever taken that test, it's a long test and it's hundreds of people and only three are going to get a call back. <laughs> Wait, what? Right? Yeah. Like, it's like a really serious thing. Like, if you go to try to become a firefighter, there's a very, very, very slim chance that you can even get a call back to go to the second trial, right? Oh, wow. So that didn't work out. Thought I was going to be, you know, and t- like all these different things. And what I realized at a certain point was, man, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea 
um, what it was going to mean to provide for my family. And yet I had a building need because at that time, you know, and I, I shared this before on the show, I was married, had a kid. And bro, listen, and Sally Mae was calling, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, one of the breakthroughs for me was uh, we have a mutual friend and I was working with the organization and I just so happened to be traveling with them, you know, across the globe as we were, you know, as they were doing their music. And I was there to kind of do a lot of engagements to connect with, you know, some of the um, teachers and thinkers. And what I learned during that time, JP, was, you know, where I had no idea who I was, I learned during that time that I was a great communicator um, and that I was really talented at speaking and teaching simply because I had to. It wasn't something I was necessarily trying to do. It was something that I had to do in that moment. And so I think that was the first time I started getting whiffs of my GOAT um, status, but I didn't have it fully developed. And, you know, over the next few years, I saw, you know, that thing kind of develop more. I just said, well, let me practice. Let me go to school and let me take some of this status of teaching and training and see if I can grow it. And I remember my Ty, my Tyron, what's his name? Tyron Lou? What's the name? The guy yeah. stepped over. Yeah, AI Tyron Lou, yeah. My Tyron Lou moment. So I lived, you know, I've been around a few people. I won't speak too much about context. Okay. And, you know, we may not have seen eye to eye. And so when people don't see eye to eye with me, you know, uh, again, they can easily go into, you know, you're dismissible, you just that and third. And almost try to, take away all the things that I have, that I am and who I've become over the last 20 years. Mm, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself one day as I heard one of the criticisms and, you know, almost trying to accuse me of trying to be more than what I am. I remember just chuckling and thinking to myself, no, I've lived 20 years doing this. You're mm, new here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not even phased. And listen, the work that I was doing I I literally, I got no, I lost no sleep over it. And it was almost as if they never said it, right? Mm, Okay, yeah. I think I started hitting a GOAT status when I realized I was no longer phased by flipping criticism. I was like, there's a lot of things that's wrong with me. And there's a lot of things that I can improve and grow in. So let me just make that caveat. But the thing that you're mentioning right now, you have no clue what you're talking about. Right, yeah. GOAT status. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we talked about a time where you realized some of your goat status and and had a a Tyrone Lou moment. Uh, I, I'm sorry, an AI moment. <laughs> right. Where you're forced to step over some criticism uh, or an obstacle. Go ahead. For me, um, it was. It's almost because my background. And I don't know if I've shared this on any of our shows. I have had a lot of adventures when it comes to career choices, right? Um, so a lot, right? I, a lot, a lot. In the words of Twenty One Savage, a lot, right? Uh, I was a program coordinator at this nonprofit in the hood. Um, I was a banker, personal banker. I was a tax man, had my own tax office. I was a professional sidekick. Um, I was a uh, uh, repo man. You was a repo man. Right, you was a banker. You was uh, a telemarketer. <laughs> right, right. I was a, a, a music manager. I, you work for a record label. And then one day, I came to the realization like, all right, 
I've had a lot of fun. I've made some money. I've done these things. But what am I actually doing? Like, how, what impact am I am I having uh, on the world? And during my cult days, one of the things that I did have going for me, you know, is all the hats that I wore as far as like being a young minister and up and coming pastor, preacher, whatever the case may be, is that I noticed that I was able to kind of talk to people in such a way. And when I finished talking to them either directly or through a sermon or whatever, I always got feedback like, man, what you said was really meaningful and it really, it really helped me. Right. Um, and not saying that like I had some superpower or anything like that, but whatever message I was trying to convey, I had a way of conveying it in such a way that my intended audience was being reached. And at the time it was youth and young adults and whatever the case may be. Right. And so, um, I was, uh, thinking about law school and I actually did a semester of law school and did some other things. And it, it just dawned on me like, man, there's gotta be something more like there's gotta be something more. So I, I applied for this random job, uh, at a group home and the title was counselor, but the real actual occupation was punching bag. Like whenever the kids were having bad days. Oh, you went in a juvenile joint and the kids, where the kids like attack you, that joint, like the kids are hurting and they like attack you. Thanks. Um, they wasn't supposed to be that. Uh, they were supposed to be uh, putting kids in the beds that had like, you know, uh, mental concerns, you know. And at some point in time, they did allow the juvenile delinquents to come in because they needed to fill their beds, which, you know, is what people do when they need money. But what I realized is that, man, in these situations, no matter what happens, no matter how I try to help the kids and love them and 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 show them the right direction and help them with their food and getting their court dates and da 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 I was always the enemy when they had a bad day, right? I was always somebody that they would turn on, that they would bite, that they would spit on or try to spit on or kick at or punch at. And then randomly this one lady, uh, it was an older white lady, would come in and she would go to this little office and the kids would see her. They'd be so excited when they left her office and loved her so much, couldn't wait for her to come back. And I was like, man, lady, I barely see you. And I'm here every day with these kids to work in double time, triple shifts, all this stuff. And they hate me, but then they love me, but then they hate me. So what do you do? And she told me that she was a counselor. And I was like, a counselor? I don't know what you, a therapist, a therapist. I, I know, know what to fix, fix these issues. Right, right. I will become a counselor. Exactly. And that's what it was, bro. So once she explained to me what she, what she did, I was like, man, I think I had a guidance counselor in high school. And I, I saw some counselors in college to help me figure out what classes I want to take. But it didn't dawn on me that like mental health and therapy and all that stuff was like an actual career. And so once I had that conversation with her, I said, oh, man, you mean people will pay me? To, to actually just talk to me. I can just listen to what they have going on and I can help them sort out their lives. Yo, you know what? I'm already doing this for free at the church. So why don't I make this a career path? And I remember the moment, so I'm getting to the point of this AI thing, was that I, I told the pastor, I said, hey man, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about doing this therapist thing. I'm thinking about doing this counselor thing. And he was like, how you gonna get paid with that? What happened to law school? And he just, <laughs> he just, he just laid into me about like, this might as well have been the dumbest thing I'd ever said in my life. And then I thought about it. I was like, bro, I'm good at what I do. I, I speak well, you know, to an extent. I'm able to convey messages. People already listen to me. People already come to me asking me for help and trying to figure out what to do with their life two, three, four in the morning when they're crying and, and done stuff they shouldn't have been doing. And I said, why wouldn't I use the skills that God has given me and the talents that he's given me and make a career out of what I'm doing? So in that moment, I had to kind of walk over his negativity. I had to walk over his idea of what he thought I should have been. I had to walk over his comments of I ain't going to make no money and this is a dumb thing you're doing and blah, 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 blah. You're better than that. You know, that those type of things. And realize like, man, I can continue living my life 
trying to please this dude or, or being who he wants me to be. Or I can recognize and realize that God has given me a skill set. God has given me talents. God has given me abilities that, that I can just do this thing that will flow so naturally from me and be good at it. And even better than that, I can help people. You understand? Mm. So it was that moment I was like goat status. I was like, bro, I'm about to be the best me that I can possibly be doing the thing that God has called me to do. And it didn't matter what, what Tyron Lue tried to do. He tried to clamp me down with that defense, bro. Woo! But I broke his ankles, my guy. I hit the jumper, Woo! stepped over dude, and I haven't looked back. And that was like a moment of clarity for me that gave me so much peace to be like, you know what? Man, I, I, it's clear to me what I need to be doing. And it's clear to me that people around me don't have my best interest. And they don't know me well enough, although I think I, I, I would think they would know me by now. But clearly this person that I had in this high regard had no respect for me as a person and my abilities and didn't want me to see, didn't want me to do what was in my best interest to do because it wasn't what he felt that I needed to do in my life. Let's go. All right. This is why it's the Build a Better S podcast. You know, we, we try to be very honest on here. We try to give the people... Real time game. Let's talk about obstacles to GOAT status. Mm -hmm. Sometimes an obstacle to GOAT status are people you have trusted and people you admire. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, you know, we, we find ourselves in situations of vulnerability. Maybe it's in college. Maybe it is in, you know, you were a child. Maybe you were vulnerable. And you find yourself in a situation where you have entrusted yourself to certain individuals. And those individuals play a pivotal role in a season of your life. Mm -hmm. Right? So you just say, hey, man, I don't know nothing. Just tell me what to do. And for the competency and the maturity and the experience that they possess, they're able to tell you that. They're able to say, go stand over here and you'll get this. Go over here and you'll do this. And bro, it works. And so you begin to believe, yo, if I want to be the best me that I can be, all I need to do is listen to them. Right? Yeah. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman? Serve in the workplace? Or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. JP, you ever seen a kid? You got kids. I got kids too. Because y'all go through like, you ever like a kid outgrow some shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I grow some pants, right? Yeah. I think about my son. You know, I have a, my nine-year-old is rapidly growing. He's almost as big as his brother. And, you know, I think about how when he was a kid, he wore, you know, 12 slims, you know, because you can wear slims. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. And I imagine him coming to me one day and saying, 
I go, I, if I said to him, hey, son, I want you to go put on those pants. I imagine him coming to me saying one day, hey, dad, I can't fit these. They're hurting my waist. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, JP, we can put elastic on it, try to make it fit, uh-huh, uh-huh. right, to give it some more stretchy time. But here's what you realize at a certain point. That which was good for me in a season is no longer good for me in this season. And so now, me forcing him into I'm like, oh, go get back in those pants. Mm-hmm. Or you better go get back in those pants. Listen, I then have to go from being concerned to being controlling. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about what hinders GOAT status. Sometimes your GOAT status is hindered because of people who show concern and competency in a certain season, now mm-hmm. that you've grown. Mm-hmm. And you may not be that little boy anymore. You may not be that little girl anymore, right? In order for them to not feel a certain way and have to adjust, right? Yeah. They then tell you to go back to that thing. And you say, but this is not good for me. And so one of the greatest obstacles that I see for people right now is we get into new seasons of life, new seasons of career. We need to make choice. New seasons of relationship. We need to deal with traumas. New seasons of our faith. We need to make some decisions on what actually grows us in our faith in this season. If this is not growing you in your faith, why are you showing up every week? Right, right. Right? Right. But instead of us being able to move on to greatness in that area and greatness in who we are, we succumb and submit ourselves back into the presence of people who did at a certain point in time and season knew the right thing to do, and we just entrusted ourselves to them. Right. Right? With no questions. What I want to say is, what hinders GOAT status is your ability to read the times. Mm Mm-hmm. What hinders your GOAT status is your ability to read the seasons and then to respond accordingly. Listen, who's shamed to it more for that kid being 18 and trying to put on that 12T? Right? Mm-hmm. That 12 slim. Is it the mom or is the kid? Listen, it's both. It's the mom for trying to force the situation and coerce a certain season to never end. And it's the kid for not being honest about the pain that they're feeling by being forced to put this on still, mm-hmm. right? By mm-hmm. leaving the discomfort of what they've always known still. And so what I would say is the great, one of the greatest hindrance to GOAT status in our lives is when we don't know how to take back the trust that we've given to certain people, where they can just become friends and no longer primary authorities. What's an obstacle that you see, JP? Come on, bro. It's the BBU podcast. What, what's some obstacles you see in terms of people reaching their GOAT status? That's just one. From my perspective, go ahead. Yeah, another one is is people not wanting to carry the weight of what it means to be the goat. So what what I mean by that is that it's too much of a daunting task. It's 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 too much. It's it's easy to be a role player. It's easy to be six man. It's easy to come off the bench, right? You ain't got to start. You ain't got to worry about the opening tip off jitters. Um, you get to sit back and observe the defense. You get to see what's kind of going on. But to be the starter, to be the starter show, to be the person that's like pulling the weight, that's carrying the team, that's dragging four other players along into the championship every year, takes takes a lot. Um, and sometimes people fold under that pressure 
of, of, of not wanting to be that person in the spotlight, not wanting to be the GOAT, not wanting to be the person that people call on, not wanting to be the person that people look to, not wanting to be the person that people um, expect to, to be great and to do the right things and to make the right moves and to make the right pass. And they, they fold under that pressure. Um, instead of rising to the occasion, as opposed to accepting what that role demands of them, being the GOAT comes with a lot of pressure, bro. You know what I'm saying? Being with the, being the GOAT comes with a lot of expectations. Being the GOAT comes Absolutely. right, right? It, it comes with uh, a certain level of scrutiny even. You know, you're under the microscope. People are waiting for you to fall. People are waiting for you to fail. Like, it's a lot of that that's happening. Um, and I think the biggest piece is that when you aren't sure of who you are, if you're not sure of the direction you're going in, if you don't know your calling, you won't be able to wear the mantle or hold the crown that comes with being the GOAT. And so what people have to do, what they have to embrace, what they have to understand is that, man, it, 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 you got to pay the cost to be the boss, right? But it doesn't have to be hard. If you're moving in what you're supposed to be moving in and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Keyword. That's the key word. Come on, because focus on the keyword and what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And right. who you were made to be. Go ahead. Right. And when all of that is rolling how it's supposed to, it's like a well-doing machine. It's 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 like a, a Lego set that got all the pieces in the right place, man. It's like one of those, I forget the technical name, but when you have those little machines where the ball drops and then the shoe kicks and then the paint falls over and everything kind of moves booby as it's trap. supposed to. It's called a booby trap. It's called a booby trap. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, that too. Um, so it's just one of those things where people don't want to either put in the work or just just be the spotlight. And I think, again, culture sometimes promotes this false humility or this, you know, I just got to be the man in the background or I just I'll just be the 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 runner up or I'll just be the stand in or I'll just be the 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 was it the study. The, the what is the, the person when you're when you're the, the lead in the play, the understudy. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's a problem. Like people have to embrace goat status. You have to embrace the fact that I am the man, I am the woman, and it needs to become more of an affirmation. It doesn't have to be again, arrogance. It doesn't have to be obnoxious. It doesn't have to be in your face and off putting, but man, we, we can't, we can't shy away from the moment. We can't shy away Mm. from the light. We can't like, like cower when it's our time. And, and, and doesn't mean like there's only one definitive moment in your life where it's your time. And it's another thing like goat status is a life of it being your time. The biggest thing is that man, people just, they're just afraid of it and they, or they don't want it or they, they, they think that it's, it's too big for them. And when it, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, as I said, man, that stuff is easy. Goat status is easy, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's a walk in the park. Um, and you don't, again, you don't have to be obnoxious, obnoxious, and you don't have to be annoying and you don't have to be a, a hole, um, but you just you just carry yourself and you just carry that weight, man, and you just do what you got to do. And so, long story short, people just have to embrace that and they have to step into it and they have to have the will and the want to to actually be the goat. Oh, that's good, man. I love that you keep reiterating that you don't have to be a jerk. And like I said, arrogance is when you don't have a regard for others, and you <laughs> and you can only look good when they look bad. And I think. That's when you know you're tipping into arrogance since you are unable to celebrate the greatness of others around you, right? If you think you're the only GOAT and others are not, you know, you're teetering on some arrogant stuff. And I think that's something you need to check. I'll give you another obstacle I think deals for my GOAT status, okay? There is a lot of um, fear that comes from failure, right? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, you wanted to take a risk and then you or hesitant because you were fearing the failure that came along with it, right? You got to shoot your shot. You got to shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, right? 
I think what's hard about, what's challenging about GOAT status, another obstacle to GOAT status is, man, there's a lot of unknowns when you're discovering who you are and maturing what you want to be. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. you you know, there there's a moment where, you know, you're playing it safe and playing it safe is cool because you know what's going to come along with it. So you just go with the moment. You don't worry about what's going to happen next because there's nothing to worry about because you've already seen this thing, Right. But when you start saying, man, I'm chasing purpose and I am chasing, you know, who I'm supposed to be in this life and the things that I'm supposed to bring, it brings about much more of a risk that many of us are uncomfortable with. And so here's what happens when you when you risk. Risk, all right, automatically comes with this one thing that we despise. Failure. Most of us, JP, when we get our failures, we like to sip them slow. <laughs> right? We're not trying to we're not trying to run to no failures, bro. Like you just know, man, I'm about to try this and I have no clue what's going to occur. And so for many of us, what we do with our GOAT status is we will not pursue it because it has failure, right? But let's just say you get fed up and you decide, hey, man, I want to pursue this thing, and you begin to pursue it with the idea of failure in mind but you're terrified. You're terrified because you're weighing all the risk. And then you're around people who, in order to tell you, I told you so, every time you make a mistake and make it known how you failed if you made risk, they shame you, JP. They remind you that you need to be back in a compound. They remind you that you need to be back under their control. They remind you that they have the best approach to life and that nothing outside of this camp is going to live, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And that even refers to, you know, certain faith communities, right? And so someone asked me recently, BJ, how do you get over this? And I said, Well, the first thing is you can't get over it with just knowing the truth, right? Just knowing the truth isn't enough because truth, though it's good, only adds to your fear because you think you know the right thing, but you aren't able to do it. And it paralyzes you even more because you believe it's right and you can't do it, right? Mm -hmm. And and here's what I want to say that can rival great. I kind of tweeted this the other day because I was processing this idea. Um, and I'll just read it, kind of what I said about this um, greatness um, that, that happens. I said, um, only greater blank drives out deep fear, not knowledge. You know what the blank is, JP? Tell me, bro. Tell me. Yeah. Life coach. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Only greater love drives out deep fear, not knowledge. Right? Here's what I mean when I say that. When you know love that overwhelms a situation, there's no fear that can control you, right? Right. And when you sense that people are trying to shame you to put you back in control, you can feel empathy for them because you realize they are victims to that same fear that you feel. You're just risking it in a different type of way to chase purpose, But the only way you're going to get to purpose is by pursuing it in love, not in this sense of overwhelmed information about knowledge. And I'll end it with this, right? The way we break this cycle is this. 
is we stop living in the shadow of fear and we start living in the power of love. And the thing that happens with our desire for failure, we think, oh, I'm going to fail. Oh, I'm going to fail. Oh, I'm going to fail. That's why we don't risk. That's why we don't reach goal status because we don't risk, right? Mm -hmm. But when you read according to uh, St. Apostle Paul, (laughs) and, and love never fails, guess what, JP? It takes away. Mm. the worry. It takes away the fear. So for the first time maybe in your life, you, not me, you can begin to pursue your GOAT status despite the fact that it means you got to get out of your comfort zone. So what's a practical application? I'll just ask you, what do you think about that anyway? And then what are any practical applications you'd like to give as we begin to close? Yeah, I mean, GOAT status on some level it's understanding that you do have to have a certain love for yourself, right? A, a, a certain love period, a, a, a belief in self, a, a love for what you're doing, a love for people. Because the, the biggest thing about GOAT status is that there's other things at play. Like you're being the GOAT, not just for yourself, but for what being the GOAT brings to the world, right? And so, Good. or to your world or to your circle. LeBron James, like he's being the GOAT for his future, for his seed, for his children, for his legacy. You know what I mean? Um and he's doing what he has to do on the level that he has to do it on because that's what the goatness in him requires. Um, and so yeah. there is something bigger than himself at play that's leading him, that's pushing him, that's guiding him on his journey of being the goat. And so I think that when we have a knowledge of that and when we, when we understand that, that can be the proportion that we need. Not to reiterate everything you just said, but I, I agree. I'm saying that to say that I agree with you on that level. Um, and you have to cast out that fear and you have to cast out that doubt and you have to be willing um, to move forward. And on a practical level, man, it's, it's, it's people, we, us, me, you, we have to be willing to deal with the uncomfortable that comes from being, and I guess I don't want to make it seem as if that, that everybody that's, that's, that's going to live their best life and be be on this GOAT status is going to have to go through all these trials and tribulations and go through these traumas and go through these... But, other- they, but why not? But, yes. But, hold up, but yeah. why not? Who, but, but who said you won't be going... Everybody listen to Yeah. This. You can't know who you are until you go on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. This, right. is the, this is what the whole Wizard of Oz is about. You have to take the risk. And, and what I'm saying is this. When you take the risk, it's going to create fear. It's going to bring up your worry about failure. And when that worry comes up, listen, bro, there's always some naysayers. Yeah, There's always some people to tell you, I told you so. You should have never left the safety of our supervision. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying to you is what was care, right? And concern in a certain season is a kid, is a 20 year old and some 12 slims. Bro, it's control now. Yeah. It's control. And what I'm saying to us is you have to go on that journey. You got to do the next thing. You got to do the scary thing because that's when you really discover your gold status. And now in the face of criticism, you can say, no, I've been through that. Like David, he said, I killed lion and bear with my hand. Gold status, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go right. ahead. Sorry, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to preach over here, bro. I'm just I mean, you I'm a little up. hype because I want fired up. I am. Oh, because I want people to actually be goaded up. Right, 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 right. Go ahead, JP. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I mean, I, I think on 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 
I guess this is a practical level, but you have to embrace the 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 arrogance that comes with being goat, right? And not arrogance as again, as in obnoxious, as in rude, as in ridiculous. But like, man, we have to be okay with carrying ourselves in a certain way that shows that we know what we know, that we mm. understand what we understand. Like I have these conversations with my wife all the time. She's like, oh well. You're just such a harsh critic because of your your rules and um you, you you come off this way and you come off that way. And I'm like, wait, I'm not willing to compromise certain things. And if somebody's wrong, it's wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna beat around the bush like, well, well, she's like, well, you need to just put yourself in the shoes. And like, yes, I, I completely understand where they're coming from and I completely hear the situation, the scenario, but I'm just gonna call a spade a spade, right? And so for me, when I talk about being a goat, like I, I this is not like this is what I do. Like, I understand human motivation. I understand people. I understand why they do what they do. I understand why they make the moves that they make. And I'm not going to compromise that. I'm, I'm the GOAT therapist, bro. I'm the GOAT life coach, bro. And so when, yeah. when, I, have to, when I have to have, and I, I mentioned that conversation with my wife because I, I try to get her to understand, man. Like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be that dude. But the reality is in this situation, I know what I'm talking about, right? I know Ooh. what I know. What I know. And I'm not going to back down. So if you if you would rather me say a thing a certain way, or if you would rather me communicate things in a different way, you can say that. But but when it comes to I, I know what I know and this is what I do, bro. Like like that's just what has to happen because I want people to be, to believe that. You know what I'm saying? I want people to understand that, and I don't want to people believe it just because I'm saying it. I want it to be because it's true. And so then I now I have to be responsible for like, all right, if I'm gonna say I know what I know and I say what I said and don't at me, like if that's my if that's what I'm gonna do, then I have to read the books. I have to understand, I have to have the conversations, I have to study, I have to do all these different things, and it forces me and it propels me in that direction. I could be a car mechanic, bro. I could be whatever the case may be, but if I'm gonna be the goat, bro, it's like you can't tell me nothing because I've done the research and I've done the work and I put in the hours and I know Good. what it is. Good. So let's let's add this note to the goat. Status is you got to be willing to put in the work. Listen, man, the reason why I I know that I'm great at what I do is because I do it all the time. JP, you seen what was that book? He said you need to be able to put in 10,000 hours or something. Yeah, outliers. Was I, think, I think it was Outliers. Listen, some of us want to be the GOAT and we're not willing to put in the time. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it, clout chasing is real. It's a real thing. People are really out here trying to look good. When I tell people, bro, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. JP, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years. So when I look new, I'm not. <laughs> that baby You're face, man. You're new to the party. <laughs> that's what it is, bro. Yeah. I just look new. I've done it for 20 years. And so here's the thing, though. But me being around 20 years and me investing in myself for 20 years are two different things. Mm, And so what I would say is, you can't be the GOAT if you're not willing to discipline yourself privately to display, to serve publicly. And so a lot of us say we want to be musicians, we want to be speakers, we want to be developers, we want to be thought leaders. Bro, listen, are you reading books? Are you putting yourself around that tribe? Are you going to conferences? Are you practicing that thing over and over and over and over and over? Listen to this. I talk about leadership development. I was developing leaders privately for more than 10 years and nobody knew it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had over 10,000 hours of doing it. When I started doing it out loud, people was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you willing to put in the work? Stop saying you're the GOAT. 
and you're not willing to put in the work. And that's what I would say is part of this clout chasing millennial culture or whatever, Gen X, Gen Ys, Gen PX, <laughs> you know, not know my ABC. Gen and Rummies. That's right. We want to skip the process. Uh-huh. We want to skip the process and get to the greatness. But here's the thing. You need depth to be able to be around. You need real depth to know how to handle difficulty. You need real depth and fortitude in order to be able to weather the storms so that when things come, you don't crumble. JP, if somebody's asking themselves, yo, how can I discover my GOAT status? What would you say people can do in order to discover their GOAT status? Because I know this is a lot, even as we process part two of GOAT status. Go ahead. Yeah, man, head over to buildabetterus.com. Slide over to the tab that says Get Involved. From there, you can find a life coach that can help you understand what it means to be the GOAT and how you can be the goat and not just be, I don't know, I was going to come up with a cool like animal that's not the goat, but I, I, I didn't have it, bro. I didn't have it. I didn't have it, bro. It just I had one mule. mule okay. Bro. Yeah, mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had one. I was trying to be appropriate. Don't, I was trying to don't be, be a jackass. Mule. Don't be Go a ahead. jackass. Be a goat. Don't be a jackass, man. That's, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show and this podcast, make sure you share it. Um, on your socials, uh, make sure you at me at BJ116 and then at C John Roar. Um, also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review or a comment. If you do, um, when you hit me up, I'll make sure I, I send you a discount for merch. Uh, because our job is to help you become a better you so that you can be the GOAT, partner. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.